Mr. Saturn, I didn't expect you to be in here. Please, my boy, call me CW. Thanks, but no, I have to stay sober. You have a meeting tomorrow with the CEO of O'Neill Industries, and then you have work, work, work to do. You can't spend all day sleeping with the world's most beautiful women. I can't pay for my cocaine addiction if you're in the debtor's house. <laughs> Is he really on cocaine? I have suspected. I could never prove it, of course. Nor could I find his buyer. For all I know, he makes it himself. <laughs> <laughs> so, what brings you into the devil's domain? Well, I wouldn't say it's the devil's domain. It was my father's study. And yet, it hasn't been used since his passing. The shelves have entire warrens of dust bunnies hidden in between books. Well, it's my father's study. Yes, it was. But surely his passing makes it yours. Well, well, that's a clever way to get me to change the subject. I thought you wanted to know why I was here. Uh, that I do, Brucey, my boy. That I do. Well, I was having some drinks, chatting with some old girlfriends when I came across this beautiful woman from Metropolis. And me being me, I decided to have a chat. So we're talking, and it's going smoothly when this giant just barges into our conversation. It turns out that I was talking to his wife. I tried to be apologetic, but he's just not having it. So I bailed. I only barely avoided him by ducking in here. I didn't even realize where I was until I saw you. But then, I've always been a bit scatterbrained. <laughs> ha. Funny. So, uh, what are you doing in my father's study? If that's not rude of me to ask. Not at all. It's just that... I've been going to these parties since I was your age, which if I'm correct, was millennia ago. And, to put it quite bluntly, they tend to blend together. Frankly, unless there's someone I'm here to meet, I'm much rather a nice fire and a glass of brandy. People rarely notice I'm gone unless I want them to, and truthfully, I did not know that this was your father's study. Is it rude of me to stay here? Not at all.
Well, if you're not one for parties, and it doesn't seem like there's someone you came here to meet, why did you come to this one? There's always someone to meet at a party. For instance, before this conversation, we never met. The richest men of two of the richest cities of America sharing a conversation is certainly something the tabloids will have a field day with once they realize they missed it. <laughs> well, I haven't been to Metropolis in a few years. I hear there's a man who can leap tall buildings in a single bound. Ah, yes. The socialist. He certainly is... something. You don't like him? I can't dislike a man I've never met, and I suspect he wouldn't be keen on being a member of my party. Why is that? Well, as one of my children put it, the problem with socialism is that you eventually run out of other people's money. She was young when she said those words, but from the mouths of babes. I never knew you to be a religious man, especially with the crowd you fund. Luther and his experimental weapons. Freezes cryogenics research, mold bug, and whatever it is he does. I do believe he prefers to be called Yavin. I know, I know. But the name Moldbug is just hilarious, you know? Yes, I do. But we're getting off track of the main subject of conversation. The truth of the matter is, I think his naivete, combined with his immense power, makes him someone who will go after those whose only crime was doing well in capitalism. But what do you think of the man of tomorrow? Much like you, I don't like to have opinions about people I've never met. But from his shape, he has the makings of a revolutionary. Someone who will try to take the system down because it isn't perfect. And it isn't. But that doesn't mean it needs to be torn asunder. It can be fixed, made better, with the right leadership, even Gotham could be made great again. And who do you think would make such a good leader? I'm not really all that political. I just vote for the most interesting man in the room. Isn't that usually you? Not always. There's this one district attorney, Dent I think his name is, very interesting fellow. Really? Hmm. I suppose that makes sense. How do you mean? Well, you strike me as someone who believes in law and order, and will do whatever it takes to uphold those values. What do you mean by that? Well, I notice that the parties you attend that aren't your own tend to have a, shall we say, support the law vibe to them. Police balls, fundraisers for that DA you mentioned, and then there was that retirement party for Commissioner Adams. But one time you showed your face in those wilderness years. Have you been spying on me? <laughs> my boy, I keep tabs here and there on the people in my party is all. If there's one thing I've learned in my long life, it's that one should always be aware of who's at your party. You never know when someone's come to crash it. You keep saying your party. Just who else is in there? Anyone I know? Oh, you know, Rowling, Queen, Hilton, Calder, Hanks, Thiel, Vale, a few members of Parliament, far too many senators, and there's the people like Milton who are long dead. If there was ever a man of my party, it would be him. Shame he never knew it. That certainly sounds like an eclectic bunch. Oh, 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 oh. To be honest,
artist. It's just a private joke of mine that's far too absurd to actually say aloud in company such as this. But you certainly have a place in my party. I should invite you to one of mine someday. They're an utter blast. There was one from when I was younger than you that they're still talking about to this day. Some say that what came after could only be described as a paradise lost. I'd be happy to come. You know, I never did ask you. What? Well, fair's fair and all. What do you think of your costumed hero? The Batman. I think the newspapers call him the Batman. Not that there's much of a man in their tellings. The way they spin it, the Batman's more a shadow lurking in the cracks of society to tear down those who have done what it, their pronouns, not mine, considers an injustice upon the world. Personally, I'm intrigued by him. Really? Yes. He's seemingly an inhuman being that sulks in the shadows. Indeed, he's more shadow than man. And yet, he holds a human form of morality. One that supports decency, integrity, and the desire to see a better world. I admire him for these traits. One could argue the same of your city's costumed crime fighter. Yes, but where they differ is that the Batman, for all his alleged inhumanity, works within the law. I believe he may even be a human being of great will. His darkness belling a hope for Gotham. Were he to be snuffed out, the city would fall far further than it was before he came and routed out most of the crime bosses. But then there's all the new criminals coming about. The Joker, Scarecrow, Zaz. A new class of criminal to go along with this... Dark Knight. Not really, no. You're young and only see the world as it is. As you get older, you start to see the world as it once was. Just as with the poor, there have been those who will do crime in the most outlandish of ways. There was no Victorian Batman to inspire Jack the Ripper, nor a Roman one to make Caligula. Were evil to be limited by the mere presence of the shape of good, then there would be no business to be done. That reminds me. Something I've been curious about, UCW. What exactly did you do to get your wealth? You seem to be a constant presence, but I don't think anyone has ever asked you what it is you do. Hmm. That is a question I have avoided in the past. Usually reporters or human rights groups. But it is something I've wanted to talk about with someone. Hmm. Tell you what, my boy. Let's make a deal. I'll answer your question if you answer a question of mine of equal value. Ah, I see that look on your face. Don't worry, I won't ask you something too personal, like what you did during the wilderness years, or what your Swiss bank account number is. Truthfully, I don't answer this question because the answer is a bit banal. So, I'll try to ask something of equal banality. Sure. Why not? Remember, can't shake the devil's hand and say you're only kidding. <laughs> well then, I'll go first. I started out very young, younger than you. 
I was just a middleman making small transactions and deals for other people here and there, never really doing anything for myself. And then one day I caught a huge break. There was this controversial case being conducted. Some cult leader claiming to be the son of God had gotten himself arrested on what were, in retrospect, trumped up charges. The real reason was he was much too powerful a revolutionary to be allowed to continue. You see, people like us, we don't want a true revolution to actually happen. If that were to happen, the whole world would be torn asunder, anarchy would reign, and many would die horribly. Not to mention, all our heads would be on spikes and the profits would go down. Now, the guy presiding over the case was a bit conflicted with the whole thing. Practically everyone was screaming at him to find the cult leader guilty, but he could tell that the man was more pitiful than truly guilty of anything illegal. So I go up to him nonchalantly and say, Why don't you just wash your hands of this whole thing and let them crucify him? And he does. I got a nice paycheck out of the affair, and from that, I built an empire. I still kept it making deals, never stop doing what you're good at, but now I was making my own deals instead of other people's. Soon I was trading with people for prosperity, favors, immortal souls, people, and eventually I found myself here. People. <laughs> well, I suppose politicians are technically people. Then again... But anyways, enough about my boring past. I have my question to ask. Again, do let me know if it's uh, far too personal, and I'll ask something else. What does a better world look like to you? A better world? A better world. It would be a world where no child would ever have to see their parents gunned down. There would be no crime, no suffering. Those who do harm would be taken away to be cared for made better than they once were. There would be a lawman on every street corner, able to defend those who are about to be hurt by those who would break the law for their own satisfaction. The Batman would fade away from the cleansing power of this brave new world. The monsters would be slain, the wounded healed, and the heroes remembered fondly. And I would be there as well, wandering the streets. Everyone would welcome me with a smile and a handshake. How do you do, Mr. Wayne, they would say. We'd all be very happy. I'd settle down with someone. Maybe someone I've always known or someone I've never met. And my parents would rest easily knowing that I did my part in creating a better world. Does that satisfy you? To some extent. Since you asked for a bit of a follow-up, do you think this world of yours will ever come? No. Poppycock! My boy, pure poppycock! I can see in your eyes that you have the potential to bring about a world such as this. It may be difficult, it may require the help of others, but I believe you can make it happen. Sure, some revolutionaries who believe in a world they claim is better than yours will stand in your way. They may even do things to harm that world, or even those who would help you bring it about. So... What would you suggest I do, C.W.? Endure, my boy. Take it. They'll hate you for it, but that's the key to making a better world. 
You can be the outcast. You can make the choice no one else can make. The right choice. Well, I've taken up enough of your time. I'm pretty sure that uh, giant has lost track of you. You should get back to your party, and I should be heading home. I've got a deal with Luthor to finalize. Have a pleasant evening, Bruce. You too, CW. Alfred, please tell me we recorded that. I'm sorry, Master Bruce, but I was given explicit instructions never to enter your father's study. You wouldn't even let me dust the place. And the bugs on your suit seemed to have short-circuited shortly after you began talking to Saturn. Damn! Whose fault? Whose but his own? Ingrate. He had of me all he could have. I made him just and right. Sufficient to have stood, though free to fall. Such I created all the ethereal powers and spirits, both them who stood and them who failed. Freely they stood who stood and fell who fell. I'm a geek for fun, and I hope you've enjoyed that episode. With me, I have the writer of The Devil and Mr. Wayne, Sean Dillon. Hello. That was a very interesting episode, and something that's a bit different in the format uh, to what we've had so far, where it being largely a conversation. Before we get too deep into the details, I want to ask, what is your experience with the character of Batman, and what made you want to come on to a project uh, to write for The Dark Knight? I've been a minor fan of the character for a few years. I've had periods where I've not liked him and liked him, but he's very much been something that I've had ideas to, to express, and I figured, sort of, you know, I might not get a DC gig, but, uh, you know, this podcast might be a good opportunity. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's kind of the joy of all of this. But specifically for this episode, a lot of our viewers might not be familiar with the, I won't even say antagonist, but the other character in this episode, Mr. C.W. Saturn. But well, obviously due to his nature, we kind of want to keep as many things up to interpretation as possible. But what drew you to this character? And for those who are unfamiliar, where is this character from? Okay, uh, the character comes from um, the novel oh, uh, Miracle Monday by Elliot S. Magan. I have no idea how to pronounce the exclamation point. Shout <laughs> out to our ass or what? Anyway, it comes from that novel. Uh, 
Uh, he's a, shall we say, satanic figure in that book. And I, I very much wanted to, I, this is sort of my first opportunity to do, do a radio drama in general, or a podcast, and I wanted to get my, you know, I wanted to get used to the format, so I decided to keep it simple with my first trip. And, well, well, a conversation between two characters is a lot simpler than, say, a gigantic fight scene. Maybe, maybe in a few years I'll get to the point where I can do fight, fight scenes and and all that, and all those weird, interesting things. But we'll, but you have to start somewhere, I think it's something small. And with the character of Saturn, I just sort of was thinking about out several things from Grant Morrison's action comics to the idea that that Batman would not be able like the concept of Batman being confronted with a Superman villain in early on in his career and not, not fully be able to confront him the way he would his typical Rhodes gallery. And I also have been binge watching in Hannibal during this quarantine in, in which we are recording this and hopefully by the time you hear this, the, the quarantine will have been lifted and we will not uh, all die horribly. <laughs> I think that's I think that's entirely uh, covers most of the gambit of it. What I found when just reading the script and listening to the episode put together, going from this being a young Bruce Wayne, I also think it's interesting to place him against someone who's not from his Rose Gallery. Um, especially someone who is so mysterious and there's so many different possible explanations for where he's from and, and what he means. It feels like it's an invasive force in Batman's world. That's, exactly. Yeah, that, that that's here to kind of, all right, you're a new kid on the block. What 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 are you going to do here? Like, I really, I thought that was a really um, interesting direction to take that. That wouldn't necessarily work if this was like an issue that got, came out today with like a 40-year-old Batman. Yeah, a more experienced Batman would probably have noticed. It would probably have not said some of the things that he said. Like there are some faux pas that gave a young Batman that uh, a more or self-aware version of himself who has a general idea, who has a more specific. Okay, love young Batman is that he knows how to do what what he's doing, but he doesn't really have have a specific goal. He doesn't have something... He, he has rogues, certainly, and a general concept of fight crime, but he doesn't have anything beyond fight crime. And as the series goes on, hopefully he'll develop, uh, he'll develop that sense of more than fight, more than a vague idea of crime. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I would love to, and I think depending on what goes on in the future episodes um because you have another script coming up which i don't want to spoil but this one is very much um almost a prologue of sorts so it's excited for that and i feel like those ideas are something that will get explored as we go on what i want to ask is exploring those ideas and coming to this format how did you find writing audio um and were there any things that you learned along the way, and or anything looking back on this now, now that you have got another script and you're about, um, that you look back and say, oh, I would have done that differently, or are you happy with how this turned out? Well, I've heard so far, I've heard the most recent 
the most recent version of the there are some tricks with the script. If so, guys, you're gonna have to add so many stumblings. I am sorry. No, sounds fine. Yeah, there are certain tricks that I pulled with the the in the script in the original script draft where there are, essentially I gave Batman and narrative captions in that if I were to write the script right now, I probably wouldn't have included because you you can't really express narrative captions in the audio format as that we're doing. You can't and have Batman think, think, think that's where this quote he's quoting something or I hate him or something or something like that. Uh, you pretty much have to focus on what the audience can and can't hear. Yeah. And yeah, it's a very challenging move. Uh, the majority of fiction work that I've done prior to this has been either visually based or prose based. So moving to audio based has been a bit of a, a jump, though I think I've made Though while some stuff got a bit lost, I think I've overall made the jump relatively well. I would say so. I I thought you excelled. I I think most people on this crew, um, obviously, it's kind of like jumping into headfirst into water, and I myself are like uh, much the same. But I feel like as we've crafted this out, not only will you notice... Um, going through the episodes, Batman improve, but hopefully, like like Batman, we are young crime fighters. We are young writers in this format um, that will hopefully continue to soar and rise and become like the mythic bat gods <laughs> of the audio format. Where like Big Finish, will be like, oh my god, these guys are so good. <laughs> um, so th- I I think all of that, I think all of that is fantastic. One thing I want to ask is now specifically on Saturn, um, who is kind of the the focal point of this narrative. And may I just say that the actor who plays him, I, I'm blanking on the name. Trevor Wilson. That's Trevor Wilson. Trevor Wilson. He was fantastic at Saturn. Uh, I'm sure he'd be happy to hear that. And he, surprisingly for people, this is a bit of trivia for people who might not know. It will be on the cast list as well while this is up. But uh, Trevor also plays Alfred in this episode. <laughs> so for those who want to go deep dives, like, wait a minute, why does Alfred kind of sound like uh, CW? You could almost make a thing, well, maybe CW based his voice off Alfred to to mess with Bruce a little bit. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> but like, that's... Yeah, maybe- Maybe the next time he appears, he's played by the guy who plays Jonathan Kent, or, or uh, I don't know, he gets played by Bruce Wayne. Each each yeah. Saturn appearance, he's played by a different actor. That would be pretty cool, actually. You know, actually, I'm gonna cut this part out because that's that might be too good an idea <laughs> to spoil. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was actually my conception of how the Joker would work in audio. I understand that you have a talented actor playing him, but, but yeah, you're pretty much cutting this whole thing out. <laughs> well, we'll we'll just let people we'll let people hear it and just get super hyped for the future. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, given he only has made one appearance, would you like to see Saturn outside of our stuff? Do you think he's a character who should be a recurring Superman rogue? The, do you think it's a waste that he's only in Miracle Monday? That's a bit into words. Um, I could see him working in other stories. Certainly, he was a major influence on Grant Morrison's action comics, mm-hmm. with, with Vindictive Lit being the being a similar archetype. Right? But generally speaking, I think he could very well easily be used poorly as just. I mean, you've seen dark portrayals of Darkseid, right? Mm-hmm. right? Where he's just, where he's just this jo- big, 
thug who punches Superman really, really, really hard as a vague fascist ideology that I hate your freedom sort of stuff, where as opposed to the good rares who range from Jack Kirby's was Walt Disney's rap and Nazi Germany to Grant Morrison's in cosmic horror to Tom King's the sense that that the entire universe is out to get you because as oh my god, how the fuck did Donald Trump become president of the United States? One final thing, uh, before we head out. Sean, where can people find you? Uh I usually blog on on the King in Red and Blue blogspot.com. I can also be found in the pages of Panel Panel. And last month when we when I and I just recently I just recently released a book entitled The One Must Imagine Scott Free Happy, wherein I discuss the comic book series Mr. Miracle, oh and its themes and ideas while most while also being very, very sad. We're all about the sadness here on Geeks for Sad. <laughs> That's the new channel name. You can find a link to all of those in the description of this video. And if we're on any of the um, audio services, which at the time of this recording, bear with us. <laughs> if we're on there, we're on there. If we're not, we're not. It'll be a description of those as well. Thank you again for, for joining me on this one. Uh, and thank you everyone at home for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. And we'll be back again next week with another one. As always... Have fun, geeks. Peace.